Now time for the BCHL Podcast, presented by Subway. Here's Finn Williams to end the game to the floor. Yeah. He scores! There's a backdoor play. What a goal! Zach Michaelis! Rolling puck in front. Tied up in skate. Rowan Clark with a heroic save. My goodness, Rowan Clark. What did you eat for pregame? Real balls, real shoot scores! Patrick for Nick Real. Donaldson driving the goal, wrapping around. He scores! Brilliant goal by Sean Donaldson. Schleppi to the goal. Once again, he scores! Oh my word, Tyler Schleppi with a dandy! Three on one. A move. Vito back to a move. What a save by May. Coming across with the left leg. My goodness. Hey there. Welcome to the BCHL podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. Well, after a few weeks off, after the end of the BCHL season, the podcast is back with a special summer episode. On this week's episode, we are focusing on the upcoming NHL draft, which, as usual, will feature several BCHL prospects hoping to hear their name called on draft day. Round one goes on Thursday, July 7th, which, if you're listening to this when this comes out on Wednesday, would be tomorrow. And round two through seven takes place on Friday morning, July the 8th. Before we go any further, I would like to let you know that the BCHL's NHL draft coverage this year is presented by Chevrolet. Chevrolet is a founding partner of the BCHL, and we thank them for their continued support. This year, there are five BCHL players who made NHL Central Scouting's final rankings, and those players are West Kelowna Warriors defenseman Tyson Jugnoth, Penticton V's blue liner Ryan Hopkins, Cranbrook Bucks forward Tyson Dick, Wenatchee Wild forward Cade Littler, and the lone goaltender is Alberni Valley Bulldogs netminder Hobie Hedquist. Outside of those players, there are also a handful of incoming BCHL players committed to teams for next year that are on Central Scouting's final rankings. And those players include Ben McDonald, who is committed to the West Kelowna Warriors, Liam Steele, a Chilliwack Chiefs commit, Duncan Ramsey, also committed to the Chiefs, and Nolan Joyce, who is also committed to the West Kelowna Warriors. But on this episode, we will focus on the players that played in the BCHL last year. We have interviews with all five of those players, and we will start with Warriors defenseman Tyson Jugnoth, who is the highest-ranked skater coming into the NHL draft this week. Jugnoth just completed his second season in the BCHL after debuting in the pod season. And uh, what a season it was. He won the league's top defenseman award. He finished second in scoring among BCHL blue liners, was named a first team all-star. So uh, a ton of accomplishments for Tyson in his second year. So no surprise, he comes in ranked as the highest ranked BCHL player coming in at 66th among North American skaters. We caught up with Jagnath to talk about many different things, including his outlook on the upcoming draft, his two seasons in the BCHL, and how he's looking forward to getting his college career started at the University of Wisconsin in the fall. All right, Tyson, first things first, you were named the BCHL's top defenseman last year in your second year in the league. You were first team all-star. You finished second in scoring among all D-men in the BCHL with 50 points in 52 games. Uh, With all that in mind, uh, how did you feel about your sophomore year in the BCHL? Uh, I thought it was a pretty good year for me. Um, I thought I played up to my expectations. Uh, I thought I could be a good player in this league this year, and uh, I thought overall I I played well throughout the year. 
Yeah, and your your team had a, a strong year too. You had a really strong team this year. Um, lo- lots of depth, lots of high end talent. What was it like going through the year with uh, that group of guys and that high quality of a team? Yeah, we had a really close group of guys. Um, it was tough tough to lose out to Penticton in the third round. But I think overall our season was really good. Uh, obviously, it's not the result we wanted. We wanted to go all the way, but you know it, it didn't happen this year. But I think overall that we, we were a good team and um, I really enjoyed playing for the Warriors. Yeah. I just wanted to follow up on that uh, playoff loss. You mentioned uh, it was a tough result against the eventual champion uh, Penticton V's obviously not a result that you wanted, but um, going through a playoff run like that, you guys still made it deep into the third round. Um, are there anything, uh, are there any things from that series or from that run that you can take as lessons as you advance in your career? Yeah, for sure. That was my first time playing in those seven game series. So it was definitely new for me. Um, just playing all those games in a short amount of time. And it's just different playing the playoffs. Like uh, every inch matters, like more intense, everything. So, you know, it's, it's all that. Just, I think throughout the playoffs, you just have to keep playing the same way. You, I couldn't um, change my game to try to play like someone else or, play a different style. You need to play my game. And that's what I learned the most going throughout the playoffs. So going back even farther, you got your start in the league during the pod season. Obviously that was a unique year. You didn't really get the full BCHL experience only playing a couple different teams, but what did that first season do uh, that first season in the pod? What did it do for you when it came to your preparation and your performance in year two? I think even though it was a shortened year, we still got, um, it like better than some league with the pod, uh, especially because at the start of the year we had the Okanagan Cup between us, Salmon Arm, Vernon, and Penticton. So I got about like 16 games there, and then we practiced all year, and then coming up to the pod season, um, you know, it just it kind of helped me for this year, uh, getting to know the league, getting to know the players. It's obviously a little bit weird because the pod season is not like a regular season, but um, it's something that really helped me. Uh, move forward to have a good second year in the BCHL. And then switching gears here, looking ahead to the NHL draft, it's coming up uh, in just a couple weeks. You come in ranked as the 66th uh, North American skater by NHL Central Scouting on their final rankings. And that makes you the highest ranked BCHL skater this year. I know just being on the list uh, has to be an honor, but is it uh, a little bit more special knowing that you're ranked highest uh, among your peers in the BCHL? Yeah, obviously, um, it's something you work towards as a little kid, just being drafted in NHL. And, you know, being on those lists, it's always an honor. But seeing my name uh, up high is, you know, it's really special. Uh, being on those lists doesn't guarantee anything, but it maybe it makes it a step closer to, to the NHL draft. But, yeah, I just I think I have to keep working to, you know, hopefully hear my name called and draft day. So obviously you knew this was your draft year coming into the season. Did you allow yourself to kind of think about it during the year? Obviously you're not going out there with the sole uh, purpose of, of trying to impress the NHL scouts, but uh, is it something that you allowed yourself to think about or, or do you try and ignore those type of things during the season? It's always there. Uh, you know, you see all the lists, um, people telling you to the building, uh, people coming to watch you, people talking to you. Um, it, it's always there. You can't get rid of it. So I think you just have to embrace it and just, um, just play, um, when you're on the ice, don't try to play your game. Don't try to 
play to impress anyone, but just play. But it's always going to be in the background. So, so if if you were speaking to an NHL general manager, and I've, I've been asking everybody this, um, someone that was thinking of selecting to selecting you, how would you describe your game, and how would it translate to the next level? I'd say I'm an offensive defenseman who's a smart player with a good skater. Um, I I like to move the puck. I'm good on the power play. Uh, I think my two-way game has been getting better as the year went on. It's still something I'm working on, but my offensive instincts are my main strong point. And you've kind of touched on this in your in your answers a little bit, but if you were to get selected uh, at the NHL draft in a couple of weeks, what would it mean to you and your family, just the journey you've been on and kind of a big picture thing? What what would it mean to you? I mean, obviously, it's super exciting, super, super special moment. You grow up watching hockey, you watch the NHL, you see all these guys and you want to be just like them. And uh, to become a step closer to being in that league is obviously super special. And it's something the NHL draft is, it's a step. It's not the end all or be all, but it's, it's definitely a step in the right direction and super special. And it would be super special just to hear my name called in that draft. So uh, you're committed to the University of Wisconsin. I know you mentioned you're actually there right now. So you'll be heading there in the fall to, to play hockey. So um, Wisconsin's always a top program in NCAA Division One. How excited are you to get going there? I'm super excited. I'm, I'm actually here right now, as you mentioned. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's a super nice place. The facilities are un- unbelievable. Um, players are elite. It's no, I, I really like it here. I've only been here for about a week, but it's I love it here. And last question, obviously, with you going to Wisconsin, that puts a, puts a wrap on your BCHL career. When you look back on your couple of years there, uh, what do you think the, the league means to you and, and your development as a player and, and as a person as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, the first year was kind of a weird year. Uh, it was um, tough because of all the COVID stuff, but I think that really helped my development for the second year. And then the second year was just, you know, it was really awesome for me. Uh, it's my first, first real year of junior hockey, um, being able to win some of those awards and, you know, had the success like I did. It's, you know, it was really special. And I think just also playing close to home in West Kelowna is just the league really helped me develop both as a player and as a person. All right, Tyson. Well, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Best of luck at the draft and and good luck next year at Wisconsin. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to Tyson Jugnoth for joining the podcast. All right, moving on to interview number two. We speak with Penticton V's defenseman, Ryan Hopkins. Hopkins heads into the draft ranked 101st among North American skaters and is coming off a season where he was a key part of the V's run to the Fred Page Cup championship uh, as the team went 16 and one in the playoffs to win their first title since 2017. He put up 31 points in 47 regular season games during the season, and that was good enough to earn him a spot on the league's all rookie team at the end of the year. And he's already made it known that he's returning to Penticton next year to be part of a large returning group from that championship team. So we had the chance to chat with Hopkins ahead of the draft to obviously talk about his feelings about the draft coming up, um, his thoughts on returning next year to the V's, and eventually playing hockey at the University of Maine when his junior career is wrapped up. 
All right, Ryan, you're coming fresh off a, a Fred Page Cup championship with the V's in May. Uh, before we, we get going, what was that celebration like with you, your teammates, and the community? Uh, it was really awesome. Um, I think Penticton's a really great community to come back to and um, especially bring a championship back to. And um, we came back. We had a bunch of fans outside of the bus waiting for us, and we all celebrated. And it was uh, it was a really cool experience and really great to see the, all the people in the community come together and celebrate it. So your team dropped game one of the playoffs against Trail, and then you reeled off 16 straight to win the title. Um, so what, what was it like in the room as you guys kept building momentum? And it must have seemed eventually like you guys would, would never lose. Um, yeah, I mean, we always kept the same attitude going into games. It's Every game's a must-win for us. Um, and even after that first game, after we lost, there was there was no doubt in our room that, that we weren't going to win. So um, that was really special too to have a group of guys that just they don't we don't we didn't give up on each other no matter what, and we took every single game as an opportunity to either close teams out or just take another a bigger lead in the series. So you also had great crowds in Penticton during the playoffs, especially those two home games in the finals. Uh, what was it like playing in front of those types of crowds? That was awesome. Um, I've never played in front of that many people and just feeling that energy from the, from the, the fans and, um, how loud the building was, it, it, that helped us, um, a lot just by giving us energy and we fed off of it. And, um, that was a really amazing experience and seeing all the people from the community come out and watch us and support us, um, from top to bottom from our organization. I think we really appreciated that. So last year was your rookie year in the league. Uh, you ended up as the team's second highest scoring defenseman. You were named to the all-rookie team. Uh, how did you feel uh, personally about your season as a whole? Yeah, it was good. Um, I thought I had a tough start to the year, um, but eventually adjusted. Um, and I got a lot of help from the guys in the room as well, just helping me adjust and, and get the feel for it. Um, but I think it was a really productive year. Um and it definitely felt really good to cap it off of the championship. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk to you about those adjustments at the start of the year. You didn't play much or, or really at all the year before you joined the V's. Um, so what was it like for you this year getting back up to speed, getting back into games? Um, maybe just expand on that adjustment period. Yeah, especially without playing games last year, um, it just kind of not having games it's playing games and practicing is a completely different thing so it took me a little bit of time to um get back into game shape and just mentally um just the way i think about the game sometimes um and also i dealt with some injuries at the start of the year which which sucked but um that stuff happens and um just tried to adjust as quick as i could and get back to Get back to the game, which was really nice um, with COVID not playing. I mean, I missed it a lot. So being able to play this year was really special. And um, I'm looking forward to getting some more games in next year. 
So switching gears, the uh, the NHL draft is just a couple weeks away. You come in ranked uh, as the 101st North American skater by NHL Central Scouting on their final rankings. Uh, you've been on their list all year long, even since the uh, initial rankings in October. Uh, is that something that you allow yourself to think about during the year? Or do you pay attention to it at all? Do you just try and block it out? How do you approach that? For me, most of the time, I just try and block it out. Um, like I'll I'll see a list, and and that's that's great and all, but um, and and the grand scheme of things, I don't think they're really that important. Um, I think a lot of guys go undrafted and and they make it to the NHL. So um, I try not to pay too much attention to it and um, not think about it too much. So. Um, but it's always great to get recognition for it. But um, yeah, no, I, I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to that sort of stuff. So if you were speaking to an NHL GM that was thinking of selecting you, how would you describe your game and how do you think it would translate to the next level? Um, I would tell them I have played a strong two-way game. Um, I like to play physically in the corners and um, like to play just physical anywhere on the ice. Um, I battle as hard as I can. Um, I can also bring the off an offensive threat. Um, I, I focus on my D zone details and um, a lot of things I try to work on through my communication and just um, making sure we're always I'm always talking and stuff like that. So uh, obviously there's no guarantees, but if you were to hear your name uh, and, and get chosen in the draft in a couple weeks, uh, what would that mean to you and your family? It would mean, I mean, everything. It's my, it's been my dream since I don't know how young I was just growing up watching hockey. Um, just, it's always been a dream for me. Um, it would mean everything to me and my family. They've sacrificed so much for me to be able to, um, play. I mean, it's, it's not easy on a family. Um, there's a lot of time and dedication it takes for everyone, even my, especially my sisters, my mom and dad and everyone surrounding me supported me. So, um, I thank them a lot for everything they've done for me. Um, and it would just mean everything to us. So I know you're returning to the V's next year. Uh, you guys should have a lot of returning players from that championship season. So uh, what kind of advantage will that be for you and your teammates, knowing you just won a championship together and, and we'll kind of try and pick things up where you left off? Um, yeah, I mean, going in, we're definitely going to have a lot of experience. And as a team, we're going to know our, our system, our plays. Um so I think that's going to help. And then when we bring in those new guys, it'll be, a, it'll be really easy to get them integrated into the systems and, and gel with them as well. Cause we had a really good group of guys this year. And I mean, we think we've got 14 guys coming back. So, I mean, it's going to be another good group of guys. We're all going to get, we all get along. So it's, um, it's going to be another really special year for us. I think, um, I think we're going to have a really good shot at, at winning it again. And then beyond that, you are committed to the University of Maine. Um, I, I know it's a little ways away, but um, how excited are you to get there and uh, start your NCAA career eventually? Super excited. I mean, um, that's been another um, dream of mine since um, maybe a couple of years ago, just starting to understand what NCAA was. But um, I'm super excited for it. 
Uh, I know we're going to have a, a good team. We're, we're rebuilding at the moment, um, but it's uh, it's going to be a really good experience for me. Um, and also knowing a few guys going in, it's, it's going to make it even more special. All right, Ryan. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Really appreciate it. Uh, best of luck at the draft, and uh, we'll see you next year. Thank you. Big thanks to Ryan Hopkins for taking the time to chat with us. Moving on, interview number three. We spoke with Cranbrook Bucks forward Tyson Dick. Tyson Dick had an incredible season, his first full season in the BCHL. He tied for fourth in league scoring with 75 points in 54 games. His 34 goals and 41 assists were also top five in the league. And uh, no surprise, as a result, he was voted as a first-team All-Star, a member of the All-Rookie team, and he was a finalist for the league's Rookie of the Year award. We chat with Dick about his uh, solid rookie season in the BCHL, his recent commitment to the University of Massachusetts next year, uh, playing for an expansion team in the Cranbrook Bucks, who put together a very good season this past year and made the playoffs. And of course, we get his thoughts on the upcoming draft. So let's get right to it. Our interview with Cranbrook Bucks forward Tyson Dick. All right, Tyson. Well, uh, I guess we should start with uh, the most recent news. You uh, you recently announced your commitment to the University of Massachusetts. Uh, what was it about that program that was the best fit for you? Uh, I think there was a lot of things. Um, the coach there, I, I was really impressed. Uh, I think he's a very good man and a good person. Uh, I also think that he's a phenomenal hockey coach who's put together a great program that's been able to win, but also move guys along. And so for me, it just felt like a no brainer there. Uh, they were been knocking on the door for a long time, got the national championship in 21. And it's just something I, I want to be a part of. Yeah. And from talking with you, um, a few months ago, a couple times during the season, I know, uh, education is really important to you and your family as well. Um, maybe just touch on that. What, what, uh, what did they have to offer that was so enticing from an education standpoint? Yeah, I think that they have a strong business school, especially in the state of Massachusetts. And, uh, ultimately that was what I decided I wanted to end up focusing on. Um, I'm going to be majoring in finance and it's one of the schools where you can take a a bit of a harder degree like finance and still be able to play on the hockey team without any overlaps. So academically it checked all the boxes and hockey wise, it checked all the boxes. So you had uh, an incredible season in the BCHL last year. We'll get to that in a second, but I'm guessing you had plenty of options when it came to where you wanted to uh, play in the NCAA. So just curious what the recruiting process uh, was like for you. Was was it uh, pretty overwhelming? How'd that go for you during the year? I had a really good experience with the recruiting process. Every team that recruited me was super respectful of everything. And I have nothing but good words to say about anyone I've been in contact with. For me, I kind of played out most of the year. And with COVID and stuff, I really wasn't able to get down with restrictions and most of our games being on the weekend. So I decided to wait till after the season was over to take my visits. And I actually ended up using all five of my visits. 
So speaking of your season, uh, you tied for fourth in league scoring during the regular season with 75 points, 54 games. Uh, you were named a first team all-star, a member of the all-rookie team, a finalist for rookie of the year. So a long list of accomplishments. Uh, g- given all that, how did you feel about your first full season in the BCHL? Uh, I thought I played phenomenally. Uh, coming in with minimal experience, I wasn't fully sure what to expect, but I was confident in myself. And as the year started going, we, my line mates and my team, we started to build some chemistry and gain some confidence. And I think I, I played phenomenally, played well offensively, obviously was able to produce quite a bit. So I think that it went really well, but there's always room for improvement, which is what's exciting. So your team, uh, the Cranbrook Bucks, obviously had a, a pretty good year as well. It was their first full season, just like you. Um, so what was it like being a part of such a, a new team and to see them grow and improve like the Bucks did last year? It was super cool to be a part of uh, a bunch of young guys there, including myself. So it was almost like we were growing up together as a bunch of brothers. Um, I know a lot of people doubted us, especially people in the town after we won three games in the pod and you could just kind of see as we started winning games, the fan support grew and people would be out in the community talking about us. So it was super fun to be a part of. It was also a really cool experience that I'll take with me elsewhere. Yeah. Maybe just expand on, on that fan support a little bit. Obviously um, the, the people in Cranbrook were, were starving for hockey a little bit in that uh, brief time where they didn't have a junior team. And uh, it just seems like uh, you guys had good crowds every night and in the playoffs, it ramped up even more. So uh, what was it like playing in front of those fans and living in that community? Yeah, I think it's just a super cool diehard hockey community. Uh, like you said, I think we had just over 3000 fans, our last playoff games, which some guys were talking was, around 10% of the population of the city, which is super cool when you think about it that way. Uh, It's just, like you said, they were craving some hockey, and when you get out to the Kootenays, you know, there's not a whole lot to do. The Cranbrook Bucks are who you want to come watch play, and uh, everyone on the team just thrived under that. We loved it. Uh, I think we didn't end up winning the attendance race, but... I'm going to say that we have the best fans of the BCHL. <laughs> uh, so speaking of the draft now, so you uh, you come in ranked uh, at number 110 among North American skaters by NHL Central Scouting in their final rankings. Uh, your pl- play seemed to move the needle during the year. Uh, you weren't on their initial list, but uh, you were added to their midterm rankings. Uh, and then obviously their final rankings as well. Was that a goal of yours to get onto that list? I know it's not the be all end all, but knowing that it was your draft year, uh, knowing it's a pretty important year in your career, was was that a, a goal in, in the back of your mind? It was definitely a goal, um, a big goal for me. Um, I thought if I went in and played the way I could, that I could get recognized. So I think that it's maybe more of a product of what I was able to accomplish and my goals on the ice, but it was definitely a bit of a side goal off the ice, push myself, see all the guys I played against growing up that are in the WHL now on that list and thinking that I'm, I can get my name right up there beside theirs. So this is a question I've been asking uh, all the, um, all the draft prospect guys. So if you were speaking to an NHL general manager that was thinking of selecting you, uh, how would you describe your game and how do you think it would translate to the next level? 
Uh, I think that my biggest asset is my hockey IQ. And I use that to allow me to maneuver in and out of areas, find pucks in scoring positions. Uh, I love to compete and there's no one on the ice that outcompetes me. So when you put those two together, I think that I'm excited for the future because they're not physical attributes. They're, they're attributes that are hard to teach. So uh, obviously no guarantees, but if you were to get selected by a team at the draft, uh, what would that mean to you and, and your family as well? Uh, I just think it would be another goal and another dream accomplished. Every kid grows up wanting to play in the NHL and part of that's wanting to get drafted. So uh, I think that it's, it's like you said, it's not the end all be all, but it would be a really cool experience. And at the end of the day, the day after the draft, everyone keeps playing hockey and it's on you to keep getting better. Last question for you. So you're heading to UMass in the fall this year. Uh, so your BCHL career uh, is now over. So when you look back, uh, what did the league do for you? And, and even what did the Cranbrook Bucks do for you in your development uh, in your short time there? Yeah, I think that the league was really good in getting opportunities for players to to get exposed is the big thing for me. Even in a small community like Cranbrook, there are still scouts at our games and I think that's a testament to the league and also to our organization. Uh, Cranbrook gave me an opportunity to play and succeed right away, which I think is rare in junior hockey, uh, but maybe also unique with Cranbrook being an expansion team. Uh, But no, the BCHL and Cranbrook both were, they did a phenomenal job of displaying their players in a way where people could come watch, people could see it online. All right. Well, Tyson, thank you so much. Really appreciate you taking the time chatting with me. Congrats on your commitment to UMass and uh, best of luck at the draft and uh, at UMass in the fall. Thank you so much. Thank you very much to Tyson Dick for taking the time to chat with us. All right, let's keep it going. We're on a roll here. Our next interview is with Wenatchee Wild forward Cade Littler. Cade Littler uh, just wrapped up his rookie season in the BCHL and uh, he had a successful season. He finished with 45 points in 50 games, uh, was a member of the league's all rookie team and a finalist for the rookie of the year, all while playing for his hometown team in Wenatchee. Littler comes in ranked at number 187 among North American skaters uh, in NHL Central Scouting's final rankings. Uh, So we had a great chat with him, talk about uh, a number of things, his commitment to Minnesota State University, uh, his thoughts on his rookie year and the improvements that he and his team made through the year. And then, of course, uh, his thoughts on the draft this week. So uh, let's not waste any more time. Here's our interview with Wenatchee Wild forward Cade Littler. All right, Cade, you're coming off your first year in the BCHL. You had 45 points in 50 games, uh, led the team in goals with 20. You made the league's all-rookie team, finished as a finalist for Rookie of the Year. Uh, with all that in mind, uh, how, do you, how do you feel about your rookie season in the BCHL? I thought it was good. I thought I made some good strides throughout the year, and um, it was a, I had a fun year. Yeah, you mentioned some of those strides that you took. Uh, you're a player that kind of seemed to just get better and better as the year went on. Uh, why do you think that was the case? Oh, I think just with pra- like practicing every day with my teammates and um, just every day, like 
like working hard. I think it just like overall, I think it just adds up and um, then the games are just as hard as the practices. So your, your team also seemed to get better and better as well. Early on, you guys were kind of battling to stay above the playoff line. Then you, you comfortably finished in seventh place. Uh, what kind of improvements did you see from your team as, as the year went on? Yeah, I think our like team made huge strides throughout the year. I think we all got better. Um, we learned how to play as a team and, um, everyone like bought in more throughout the year. And like after Christmas, we started to win a lot more and it was a lot of fun. So you, uh, I mentioned you finished seventh place. You, uh, ended up facing off against the salmon arm silverbacks in the playoffs, the second place team, uh, in overall in the league actually. So, um, you, you didn't win the series, but you took them all the way to game seven. Um, so what, what kind of lessons did you and your teammates learn in the playoffs and especially such a young team? What, what did that experience do for you? Um, I think it was good for us. Um, after game two, we came back home, we're down two zero and then we won two big games at home. I think that showed a lot about us as like a group, like the resiliency about like battling back, showing that like we're never out. And then we lost game five up there, came back at home, like in elimination game. And we won an elimination game in the third period and we went up in game seven. And that's like, basically what we wanted to start was make it like winner takes all. And, um, the puck just, Obviously, we didn't end up on the right side of the game seven, but I think it was I think it was positive that we battled back from down two zero then down three two and took the took that team to seven games and made it competitive. So shifting gears here and talking about the draft coming up and and on just uh, a couple weeks away, uh, you come in ranked as uh, 187th among North American skaters in NHL Central Scouting's final rankings. Uh, you actually weren't on the initial rankings, but showed up on the midterm rankings in January and then obviously the final one. So knowing it was your draft year, was that a goal of yours? Uh, did you Were you hoping to kind of let your play speak for itself and, and get noticed by those NHL scouts? Yeah, I think obviously every kid wants to be drafted. Like, it was definitely like a goal of mine to like be on the list and get drafted. It is, but um, I don't think it's a like defines me one way or the other. Like, I think there's still like there's a lot of years left till like that matters. I guess. So if you were speaking to an NHL general manager that was thinking of selecting you, uh, how would you describe your game and how do you think it would translate to the next level? Um, I think I'm a big center that plays 200 feet. Um, that's smart on the ice and um, can help the team win, like play defensively, play offensively. Um, so, uh, if you were to get selected by a team at the draft, um, what would it mean to you and your family? Um, I think it would be like a good goal to like accomplish. Um, I think it would be like, I don't know, it'd definitely be cool 
I think it'd mean a lot to be drafted, but I don't like, I don't think one way or the other, it makes me a better player or a worse player. So looking ahead, you're committed to Minnesota State University. You announced your commitment during the BCHL season. Um, Minnesota State's been one of the top programs in NCAA Division One the last few years. They made it all the way to the championship game in April. Um, how excited are you to join a program like that um, when your BCHL career is wrapped up? Yeah, I'm super excited to be going there after my junior career. Um I think I like like everything about it there. Um, I think it has everything I need to go to the next level there. Last question for you. Uh, I know you're uh, returning to Wenatchee next year. So uh, given you the strong year you had this year, what are you looking to accomplish? Uh, and what are you hoping from yourself as far as improvements in your game uh, heading into next year? Um, I think myself be more of an impact player every night be a player that can dominate and I think like for a team like I think we'll we're coming back I think we'll be a lot better coming in and being a team that can win every night and that has a lot of success awesome well Kate, thank you so much for the time this morning really appreciate it and uh, best of luck to you in a couple weeks at the draft and uh, we'll see you next year okay thank you thanks again to Kate littler for joining us all right we've reached the end our final interview and it's with the lone goalie on the list we speak with alberni valley bulldogs goaltender Hobie Hedquist, who is ranked at number 27 among North American goalies. Hedquist uh, just wrapped up his first season in the BCHL, where he finished with five shutouts, which was second most in the league, also had a 909 save percentage, a 253 goals against average, and a record of 28-9-4 while playing by far the most minutes of any goaltender in the league. And as a result, he was named a second team all-star and a finalist for the BCHL's top goaltender award. He also managed to step his game up even more in the postseason as he was a a key part of Alberni Valley's playoff run. He finished the postseason with a 9-2-0 save percentage and a sub-2 goals against average. Uh, His 1.98 GAA was the second best in the playoffs. We had a great chat with Hobie uh, about a wide variety of subjects, including the draft, his first season in the league, his commitment to the University of North Dakota. So uh, plenty of ground to cover. So let's finish up strong here with our final interview with Alberni Valley Bulldogs goaltender Hobie Hedquist. All right, Hobie, you're coming off your first season in the BCHL. You were named a second team all-star at the end of the year. You were a finalist for the league's top goaltender award. Uh, overall, what were your thoughts on your first season in the league? Uh, I thought the year was great overall. Uh, I think their team had a lot of success. Uh, I think as a team and an organization, us being able to win a first playoff series for the first time in a while and end up first place in our conference was good steps. And I think it led to a lot of individual success, which was mostly just because we had good team buy-in and belief in each other. 
So uh, one of the highlights of your year um, came late October, early November. You went on a, a pretty impressive shutout streak, lasted over three games. You actually came close to matching the the all-time league record. Uh, how, how did it feel to be so locked in like that uh, back in, in late October, early November? Oh, yeah, that was definitely a highlight of the year. Uh, good to have that happen, but I think overall, like, none of that happened. Without the team and the way they played in front of me, whether it was a big shot block at a crucial time or a big penalty kill, whatever it is. Like I might've got the individual, but I think all individual awards come because of the team in front of you and the guys you got around you. So you actually played the most minutes of any goalie in the BCHL last year as well. Um, I know to, from talking to goalies, typically typically they like that. They like the bigger lo- workload. Are you someone who, who thrives with a larger workload as well? Yeah, I think like playing that much, you kind of just get in a rhythm, knowing that you're going to play a good amount and having belief from your coaching staff and your team. Kind of, kind of nice knowing that you have that ability to get in the rhythm and that is a good chance here to play. And it's kind of, it's it's nice overall, just to, just to have some consistency for sure. So we, we talked about some of your numbers in the regular season, but uh, they jumped up even higher in the playoffs. You were you were able to kind of step your game up even more um, when it came to the postseason. Why do you think that was? Why do you think uh, you were able to have that success in the playoffs? So I, I just think everybody on our team was able to step up during the playoffs. You know, kind of kind of means a little little bit more. Everybody wanted it that much more, and I think overall we performed better as a team in the playoffs and. The guys in front of me were better, so kind of kind of made it easier on me. Yeah, you mentioned uh, at the start the the first playoff series win for Alberni Valley in a while. Uh, you guys uh, actually won uh, the Coastal Conference as well, finished first place. It was um, a kind of a, re- a resurgent year for the team. Um, so, what can you say about being a part of that group and and maybe um, stepping things up in Alberni and changing the culture a little bit? Yeah, just talking through the community. You know, they've turned better in a while since they've had a team like that. And just seeing how much it meant to everybody in the community it was really nice. Like, you go into stores, you go to places, people know who you are, people are excited to go to the games. And once they lifted that 50% uh, COVID restriction, you know, having it near full most games was, was definitely something special. And just seeing the way that it made people feel you know, we played well at home throughout the entire year. I uh, maybe only had three, four regulation losses. So that's always something special. And yeah, I just think overall it was a, it was a very special year. And I think it's getting the program back in the direction that it is and that I believe that it can be. So we're just a couple of weeks, a little, little over a couple of weeks away from the NHL draft. And uh, you come in ranked uh, number 27 among North American goalies by Central Scouting in their final rankings. Um, just looking back through the year, you you weren't on the, the initial rankings in October. You popped up in the midterm rankings and then obviously stayed there on the final list. What does it say about uh, your season and the fact that you were able to, to catch the attention and impress some scouts out there? Oh yeah, I think I think the season overall went pretty good. Uh, kind of wasn't really something that I was worried about during the year, but looking back at it now, it's something that I'm proud of. But I just think you just got to keep on going forward, no matter what. 
So if you were speaking to an NHL GM uh, that was thinking of selecting you, how would you describe your game and how do you think it would translate to the next level? Uh, I'd say that my style of game is dependent on my skating. I'm not really a, a structured type of goalie. I kind of just rely on my skating for the most part and just find a way to get hit with pucks, I guess would be the way to describe it best. <laughs> uh, so obviously there's no guarantees, but uh, if you were to get selected by a team at the draft, what, what would that mean to you and your family kind of in the big picture? Yeah, it'd be a huge honor for sure. You know, as a little kid, it's something that you've always wanted to happen. You always want to hear your name and hear you walk across the stage. And yeah, it's just something you dream on from a very young age and be very honored. And I'd be very grateful for that opportunity. So you're committed to uh, University of North Dakota, one of the, the top programs in NCAA Division One hockey. What can you say about that program and um, how much are you looking forward to eventually joining them? Yeah, you know, being American, uh, the thing that you always dream of doing more than anything in the world is playing college hockey. And for me, that, that place that I always wanted to play at was North Dakota. So, you know, hopefully being able to live out my dream and, and play there would be a dream come true to me and the biggest honor in my life. And I'm just very excited to have that opportunity given to me. All right, Hobie. Well, that's all I got for you. So thank you so much for chatting with me. Really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck in, the cu- in a couple of weeks when the draft rolls around. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That does it. A jam-packed episode with five interviews. Huge thank you to all of my guests. Hobie Hedquist, who you just heard from, Tyson Jugnoth, Ryan Hopkins, Tyson Dick, and Cade Littler. If you want more information on the NHL draft and the BCHL players that are potentially going to be selected, make sure to head over to bchl.ca. We've got wall-to-wall coverage. We have player profiles with all the players who you heard from today. Uh, We'll have a full preview later on this afternoon. Um, And then a recap, of course, when everything's done. And also be sure to check out our social media as well. Uh, We'll have uh, updates as the draft goes. Any BCHL players get selected, you'll hear about it there. Um, So be sure to follow us on all of our channels. We're at BC Hockey League on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And once again, just a thank you to uh, Chevrolet, who is the presenting sponsor of the BCHL's coverage uh, at the NHL Draft. And of course, a shout out to our producer, Greg Ballack, for putting this thing together behind the scenes. All right, before we go, just an update on the BCHL podcast. We took a few weeks off after the season. Uh, During the summer months, we'll be posting episodes every few weeks. We won't be following uh, uh, an every week or every two week schedule, but uh, we will have plenty of content for you over the summer. So uh, be sure to subscribe. Be sure to check our feed because we will be back uh, during the summer months with some great interviews. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Be sure, again, to check out the NHL draft and cheer on those BCHL players. And we'll talk to you again very soon.